Hey there, everyone. Here's part two of my conversation with Mr. Eric Ta, where we speak on setting boundaries, being emotionally regulated, and how it's so very important to know yourself so you can best serve kiddos. Welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. Because I think a lot of teachers know to prepare like, all right, this is the lesson I'm going to teach. I can't just sort of like wing a math lesson. I can't wing a, and maybe some can, but I know I can't first year. I know I can make adjustments because I planned out the week and I'm like, all right, this is where I want to go. I eventually want to get them there. But you're a hundred percent correct in terms of like the emotional preparation of knowing like, I need to be centered and knowing, look, when so-and-so spazzes out, I'm not going to return that for that. Also, when we have a cohort of kids um, who feed off of each other, and we're both smiling because I don't need to say, say less. We know who I'm talking about or which group of kiddos I'm talking about who seem to feed off of each other in a way of like, like Robin Williams flubber. It's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, my goodness it just takes one kiddo to say or do something and then that chain reaction and for you to be able to like don't wild out on them this is what we need to do this is where we need to go and certain moves to whether it be proximity or you know change a kiddo's seat or even just like sometimes like had to be done yesterday of just like I know you can do great I've seen you do great but these choices that you're making kiddos it's really just hurting you and there's a certain level of kindness that as a human being we just got to show more of and you're just not the math's not mathing right now and it really needs to change and for some to get it and hopefully the others will pick up on it and for that to be consistent enough that oh this is not just Mr. Pierre giving another lecture it's like no no if he is consistent about this day in and day out and they see it It'll, and if it clicks even just for one, then I'm like, that's my legacy. But I think as a younger teacher, whoo, I, I can think back, you know what? I wasn't emotionally regulated. So-and-so did such and such. And like I just unloaded on them in a way that yeah, is not helpful or beneficial to them or to me. Like certainly the impact is worse for them because as a child, like any adult who's who's doing that, and it doesn't have to be yelling. It could be like, you know what? I'm giving you the silent treatment right now. I'm just not going to even acknowledge your existence. And like, that's not okay. Like, or being able to communicate with a kid and be like, you know what? I got feelings too, man. When you talk sideways at me, I'm not going to curse you out or anything. However, I'm just not going to allow that to. And then you ask me two minutes later, mister, can you help me with such and such? No, I can't. Not right now. I need to recenter myself because of, I know if I look to interact with you right now and like allow you to think that it's okay for you to talk to me any sort of way, you'll keep doing it over again. I want you to understand like I'm a human being. I got feelings too, man. I may be an adult, but I don't try to talk to you slick. So when you try to do it with me, I'm going to tell you this is a boundary. No, that's not going to work with me. And it's not always easy, but um, whew. <laughs> emotionally being able to do that. 
that was the word that I was going to say next is for young, young instructors, young educators, for people that haven't had that set yet, haven't had that self-awareness, fully developed boundaries. You got to come in, know your boundaries in some ways, on some days, in some groups of kids, some cohorts, you know, you got, you got to know how to contain or maintain that boundary because if you're not ready, if your reservoir is not refilled, if you haven't had that self-care and there's cracks in it, they can attack those boundaries. And <sighs> it's hard to recover and it catches up even if you don't notice it. Yeah. Especially it catches up to you. Yeah. I was in a class and um, they were talking about, uh, what was the name of the book? I think it's called Aces and how... Like when we've experienced certain traumas, like you, you don't forget that. Like the body remembers that emotionally, even if you're like not consciously doing things, like you may start to then project or a kiddo may do or say something that triggers you. And then without even knowing, like you're then reacting in autopilot without knowing, like, and if you, like you said, are not filling yourself, refilling yourself up, being aware of like, yo, this part of me is not so great. I need to address that. And I can't, the kid is a kid. Emotionally, mentally, they are not developed the way that we are. They may do and say things that we don't like, but we got to remember they're still kids. (laughs) We're the adults. And so we got to make sure that we're taking care of us. We're addressing our, our traumas, our triggers, our whatevers. And if I know I got one to be able to commute, I don't have to give all the details to the kiddos, but to be able to say, Hey, kiddo, when you start to yell or you start to raise your voice, I know that I don't appreciate being spoken to like that. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to walk away from you. And I want you to know that if you continue, this is what I'm going to do, which then tells the kid like, okay, then I need to know that if I need Mr.'s attention, Mr., that's not the way to do it. (laughs) And it may be okay with so-and-so, but with me, that's not the way to do it. And if you continue to do it, this is going to be the, the consequence or how I'm going to react. And then I would say to so-and-so, another student, like, can you please tell your friend or remind your friend when they yell, I'm not going to. So they know this is the line. And if you choose to cross it, this will be the result. Yeah. And, and real talk, I've been subpar at that this year. Mm. At least I've, I've, uh, I've shut down. Uh, in a lot of ways and I, I catch myself and I, I reminisce and I'm nostalgic about pre-quarantine mm. because you know I've I haven't had an easy time feeling safe or vulnerable around these group, group of kids and uh, I've found that my son what I need to be and circumstantially what I have to be this year, especially in the beginning of the school year with COVID protocols yeah, uh, in the yard and during lunch and during their free time when they should be feeling more liberated from, from the classroom, I've had to be more regulatory mm. and authoritarian. And that is not naturally me. So it's been tough emotionally for me this year. And I'm sure a lot of educators around, uh, around the way have felt this way is, you know, building those connections, being more easeful with those connections and, uh, you know, 
enjoying the kids and taking it in has been a little bit more difficult for me this year. And I've, I've found that just being joker-faced and, and not revealing too much of myself, not going too far out on a limb before they look at me sideways or they say something or they twist my words when they have an issue with authority and they project that onto me. I, I've just kind of come to the place where I'm showing up and I'm going to do my job. I'm going to treat everybody the same and I have to play this role. So I'm just going to play it. And I've, I've found myself emotionally attached. Sometimes there's those glimpses where, I mean, that's not naturally me, but they'll come out where, you know, I'll joke with a kid and then I have a, kind of a reflex like oh wait I shouldn't be doing that I don't want to reveal too much expose myself to to some of the things that's happened this year so I'm just yeah. going to pull back withdraw and just be the the colder Mr. E the more detached Mr. E and that's been a tough tough place for me this year to navigate that's number one I applaud you for for being honest about that because I think there are a lot of people who are feeling that however i don't think they're brave enough to to say the thing out loud of like look i've built this wall or i've detached i i do my job but i recognize like pre-covid me and current me are two different two different styles two different uh modus operandi um and kids for the kids who knew you before and the kids who know you now i'm sure they're able to to sense like this is a different Mr. E um, and being able to, I guess, say that out loud to name it is the first is, is big, is big. Yeah. So to you, sir, like, what do you think or what do you feel like as the person who works with you, I can do to support you? What more? You're already doing it, Pierre. Okay. Honestly, you are like that rock and a, you help me remember what a good educator looks like every day. You help me remember what the virtue of patience looks like every day. You help me try to rise above that and and try to make an impact on these kids and remember that they're kids yeah. because you get lost in the sauce sometimes when you're when you're in your fields, you know, and <laughs> it, you go through the doldrums of the day to day because you know you don't want to be vulnerable you don't want to you know be exposed to to some of these kids um behaviors or uh you know anything like that yeah so you you help me remember that they're kids that they have joy that they have beautiful childlike qualities that they are still kids and and that they can change even if it's for a fleeting moment and they're still learning on the fly yeah. uh, you, you, do, you do that for me every day so I'm, I'm grateful like this is being in your class has helped get me through this school year for sure absolutely all right all right um we'll keep 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 it on you you said something i don't know if uh we we know or what no I act like I know the man, but I don't. But you said, <laughs> but you said lost in the sauce, and it made me think of a, a particular 
TikToker who says that. Um, are you are you familiar with Consciously? Mm-mm. No, but he, TikTok. no. Oh, no, in that case, no, no. Uh, he is someone who uh, who uses that phrase. But hey, I'm sure he's not copyrighted <laughs> it. But for you to say that, he's he's also a teacher. He's a professor. Um, and that's something that he said of like there are some. He says a lot of things, but one thing that resonated with me is that, and something that I'm trying to work on as well too, is like, we can often be like, hey, because I go hard for this thing, think that 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 hardness that I go for, that energy that I go for this one thing sort of equates to all things. So like being minorities, go hard for people of color. But then I'm blind to like, I'm a man. And I think we've had this conversation, like the way that as rough as the kiddos are with us as two people who would identify as males, we know it's different for the women on our campus, that some of the things that they go through are not the same. So to be like, to get lost in the sauce of like, hey, because I go hard in this direction or um, for this, that it doesn't mean that I may have blind spots to, to other things. And so being mindful of like what you mentioned of like, hey, this this year is different from previous years. I want to acknowledge that. I recognize that. And it's something that, hey, Mr. Pierre is helping me with this because I'm seeing I don't have to be that. But hey, trauma is trauma. And when you've been through stuff, you gotta you gotta put in the work in order for it to to get cleared up so that you then don't project it onto others. But you have to first acknowledge that. And I think you acknowledging that and us, I think just everyone acknowledging this year is different. We just have to accept that this year is different. Therefore, because it's different, thinking that we are going to operate in the same manner is is foolish. It's going to lead to disaster. It's not going to lead to the result that we're hoping for. So we have to move different. And I've never lived through a global pandemic um, before to be able to say, hey, I've got these tools. I remember the last time I did this. Um, so it's all of us, you know, creating our parachute as we're jumping yeah. out of the plane. Um, and so this podcast in talking to the guests that I've had on has really helped me to, one, create parachutes to be like, all right, let me let me take this. How can I use this and apply it? And also be like, all right, what what can I also give in exchange? So asking you that question of like, what can I do to support is part of like that parachute creation of if I'm doing something or I needed to be something different, please let a brother know so that I can help you out. Because similarly, I have never worked with, or I've never had a full-time TA or IA in my class. So working with you has been, this is a first with me. And so I'm hoping that I'm doing it correctly, but I really don't know. So for you to say like, hey, appreciate the conversations that we've had, um, that nugget of, of being the son that I got from a mentor to know that it's helpful to you or whatever I'm doing in the classroom in terms of patience with the kiddos. Um, I appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. that that's 100% sincere. Like, uh, it's, it's good to have that example every time I come in to to remind me of what a edu- good educator looks like what what kind of impact it has on on students on kids that are developing so that's been a, a huge boon for me 
for sure. It's been, it's been excellent. If I were to ask you, what is bringing you joy at the moment? What would be your response to that? Hooping, man. Just getting out there. It's, it's kind of helped me rediscover a, a sense of purpose in life. As funny as it sounds, being a little bit older and doing like a, you know, a casual rec league. <laughs> but just practicing, getting my shot back, getting a feel for the game back and seeing those slow improvements. That's, that's made me, um, that brings, brings, brings joy to, to me. Video games, strangely enough, I haven't played since I was a kid, but I've been nice. playing with my partner and it's a great bonding moment and it's, it's fun to, to piece together puzzles and solve problems and be spooked. Those things have been, been great. What's uh, the, what's the system of choice? Are we Xbox, um, PS? PS4. We've PS4. been playing Resident Evil games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, always on edge sometimes. <laughs> Out there walking the streets. That looks like a, that looks like a scene from Resident Evil. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a creepy corner over there. That could be in Resident Evil. <laughs> you might but, uh, stay on your toes. <laughs> right. Always, I'll stay on toes. Uh, you know, one thing is that's given me little solace for the next school year that I've been thinking about more recently. And um, the week coming back from spring break was, was a little bit, you know, expectedly a little bit rough. The kids were coming back from a, for, from an extended break, but the last couple of weeks since then, I've, I've noticed some shifts in, in the sense that the kids are getting resituated with being in school, being around adults, uh, and I found it easier to to create those those moments that I remember from from pre quarantine. With the, still have some walls built up, and I'm still unsure about if, if I want to engage in those ways. But I see, I see the calmness returning. I, I'm seeing the kids feeling comfortable again in mm-hmm. a school environment, in a community environment. Yeah. Thank you so very much for listening to part two of my conversation with Mr. Ta. Part three, coming soon.